Hound podcast. Hello and welcome to a Horse and Hound podcast advertising series. This is the fifth episode of the Champion Safety Series. I'm Pippa Room, magazine editor here at Horse and Hound. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Windrush Equestrian Foundation, and I'm joined by four guests to chat about this special initiative. First up, we have three-time badminton winner and multi-medal British team rider, Pippa Funnel. Hello, Pippa. How are you? Very good, thanks. Great to have you with us today. And we are also joined by two rising stars of British eventing. First up, it's former Young Rider European champion and five-star rider, Will Furlong. Hi, Will. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Great to have you on. And we also have four-star rider and former British junior squad member, Christina Hall-Jackson. Hello, Christina. Thank you for joining us as well. Hi, Pippa. Thank you for having me. And finally, it's welcome to Maria Chiara Aprizzesi, Chief Executive of the Windrush Equestrian Foundation. Hello, Maria Chiara. It's nice to have you with us today, too. Hi, thanks for having me. So we're going to start by talking to you, Maria Chiara, and finding out a little bit of background. Can you give us a bit of an overview of how and why the Windrush Equestrian Foundation was started? Yes, of course. So um, the Windrush Equestrian Foundation is a non-profit organization uh, founded in memory of Christina Knutsen. Uh, she was an owner and eventer herself. So just uh, before receiving the horrendous cancer diagnose, uh, she had just bought a property near Cheltenham which she called Windrush, as it was always very simply windy there. And she was finally going to set up her horses there. But after, unfortunately, eight short months, she passed away. So she knew she was in a very lucky position to be able to do her passion and event, uh, but also wanted to help young riders achieve their dreams. And before passing away, she left said that she wanted to help riders achieve their dreams in eventing, just like she had the opportunity to do so. So the aim of the foundation is to bring education and training to talented young event riders and to support their futures and build a career keeping always the welfare of the horse at the heart of the program. Mm. And so tell us about that program, which the foundation now runs. What does the program consist of? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, the program is now two years. It used to be a year uh, due to COVID. We've changed it to two years and we're going to keep it as a two year program. So riders receive mentoring and training from Pippa Funnel individual and group training. We also have the support of Yogi Breisner, who helps the riders at events and is also present at some of the training sessions. So the program, what consists of is training and education sessions. So the education sessions are uh, both here in the UK, organized by us. And we also have a partnership with a Young Riders Academy, which is a show jumping academy based in Switzerland, where we where our riders attend their education sessions as well. So not only training on the horse, which is, of course, uh, a key part, but it's also working together with the riders individually as well to uh, give them all the tools that they need to make a sustainable business out of their career in eventing. Mm, and I was just about to say that's very much been my impression of the parts of the programme that I've seen, that it's a very holistic programme where riders are not only learning to ride, they're learning to be professionals in the horse industry, which is such a big part of it. 
Yes, exactly. And and we, you know, we also work with a wider Windrush team um, and the riders have throughout the whole programme, they have individual sessions uh, with this with the team. And uh, this includes a mental health coach, Pilates coach, physio, business support, social media. Um, so we, we, we give them a 360 degree support. Um, and also once they finish the programme, they are automatically part of the Windrush Academy. And the idea is to continue working with these riders if they need help or support, you know, they can they know they can always come to us. Um, but the idea really is to create future ambassadors for the sports uh, that can be role models for others that come into the program afterwards. Mm, it is an amazing program for those riders Thank who are you. lucky enough to be on it. Um, and finally, Maria Chiara, from you, can you tell us about Champion's involvement with Windrush? Yes. So Champion has been our sponsor right from the beginning when I first set up the program. Throughout these three years, they have been extremely generous uh, with our riders. So for Pippa, us and of course the riders, uh, safety is obviously hugely important. And, uh, you know, their products have always given the riders that extra level of protection. So, you know, and we also have a great relationship with Champion champion which i think it's also great for the riders that come on the program to see the sort of relationship that we have created with the sponsor and also use it as an example for their business too thank you maria chiara pippa i'm coming over to you next how did you first get involved with the windrush equestrian foundation well it was well a phone call really from the lady that organizes the young rider academy and she um, introduced me to Maria and basically mentioned what the sort of foundation was going to be about and and then I had a phone call with Maria and and straight away I was really interested in it because I'd already been sort of getting my thinking cap on thinking I'd love to sort of do be involved with some sort of program um, involving sort of helping and mentoring young riders so it was just it was really a case of absolute sort of right timing and and um, so yeah I was really keen really liked the idea and the whole sort of operation foundation has sort of grown and and all the time we're tweaking things and trying to improve and and open to new ideas and and yeah I love being involved with it and and from my own point of view I obviously love helping helping the young up-and-coming riders. And Pippa, I know I was lucky enough a couple of years ago, before COVID, it seems like forever ago, to come and watch one of these Windrush training sessions at your yard. And it was such an interesting day. And it was so obvious, as you say, that this is more than just lessons. You know, each time you were setting up exercises in the school, you were talking to the riders about what you were setting up. So they weren't just doing something on that day with their horses they were learning how to train their horses for the future and then at the end of each session you know there'll be a really long chat with the riders about their horses and where they were going and and what the next steps were for them and and, and sort of at the end of those sessions, the riders were able to approach you and talk to you about other problems they were having with different horses. And I could see just what an all round program it is. And that really stood out for me. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that's not about just being in a school trying to teach them to ride better, it's it's trying to 
to get through it. So to me, the whole thing, you know, is, is about horsemanship and horsemanship and isn't just about being able to ride well. It's being able to read and get into a horse's head and find out how each individual horse thinks. And I think one of the best sessions, I mean, okay, you, you could ask Will or Will might not back me up, but I actually found one of the most useful sessions. He's got a, a very nice younger horse that's a little bit... Um, tricky she's very sensitive and one of the the best sessions i would have said out of all the sessions we had this past year is is a session when we were working away and she was she is quite tricky in the brain and 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 you know we got to her by basically you know i actually did sit on her because i wanted to have a feel and and I realised how tricky she was and I spent so much time just in walk and walking her over poles, getting her to try and slow her brain down. And, and that was what I felt and it was might be very different to another horse. But, you know, hopefully Will will agree that that was a real good example of taking time, not being in any hurry. And that's the trouble when people go for lessons and you have these one-off lessons maybe once a week or twice, you know, Often people are clock, are, are clock watching. And to me with horses, you can't clock watch. There's no time limit. You know, if I feel we haven't got to where we want to get with a horse, then we, we have to spend longer, you know. And, and and that's just one very small example. And then from whatever we do, you know, whatever horses throw at you, I might then go off on a tangent. Well, that's happened. This is how I deal with that. Or, or you know, we as I said, we discuss fitness or a program of what we're going to do with the horses or, I mean everything but it's very often I always felt when you go for lessons you know you are just taught you never actually had chance to 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 chat and talk and so much can be learned even around just a table when suddenly someone might say oh I found this and and one of them would say oh well I had a similar thing and that's what I want it's not just about my help it's about building a team great friends that they can actually form that and that's to me as important as anything that they make friends amongst themselves it's a tough sport honest emotionally and when you're when you're going through the, the tough sides of the sport when you have injuries you need your mates as well and that's one thing that I think this is another thing that's so, so good about the whole program that they become you know they help each other they support each other they form great friendships so yeah, it is special I, I really you know I love being involved with it and it is special. Mm. And Will, we're going to come over to you in a little bit so you can tell us a, a bit more maybe about your, your tricky mare in that session. But Pippa, one final question for you for, for this part of the podcast. You have been wearing champion helmets, I believe, for a number of years. Tell us a little about your relationship with the company. Yes, a long time. I think probably during the middle of the 90s. So a very long time. And, and I got involved through my introduction to Mark Bolson through Blythe Taste and so throughout since the mid 90s I've been wearing toggy clothing and and wearing the champion hats and and yes I mean proof is in the length of time I've been with them you know and a, a great relationship working with a company like that but I believe in obviously in the products and let's face it when we're talking about our safety in let's face it a dangerous you know a, a risk sport we need to absolutely be 
having products and crush helmets and body protectors that we think are, are going to keep us as safe as we possibly can in a risk sport and and they're a great company to work with and and as i said really believe in in the products and the, the technology and they're all the time and over many years they keep improving and and you know modernizing changing things to to the research that keeps going on you know they're absolutely top of the game there and their ongoing support it's very very much appreciated and and thank you so much for getting involved with the windrush equestrian foundation yeah, it's interesting. You referenced the sort of technology and research there. In a couple of the earlier podcasts in this series, we spoke to some people who were involved in sort of developing some of the technologies that are in Champion Hats. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts, do go back and have a listen to the first couple in this series. Sorry, Pippa, can I just very quickly, the other thing that they really make clear too, which I think it's an ideal chance to just mention it as we're doing a podcast, is how important essentially important it is for people to renew crash helmets when they have falls or if they drop it from a height onto the concrete floor i just would like to say that because that is is absolutely vitally important for our safety yeah, definitely. And that was also something we talked about on an earlier podcast. We had a rider on who had had a very serious fall in a, in a helmet and, you know, pretty much saved her life. And we talked then about making sure that you do renew your helmet, you know, after a serious fall, but also on a regular basis. Thank you, Pippa. Will, you are one of the riders who has just graduated from the Windrush programme. You had two years on the programme. Your time was extended due to COVID, but as Maria Chiara said earlier, that's something they're now going to actually take forward as a regular feature. Let's start by finding out a little bit more about you. How old are you? Where are you based? Uh, I'm 26 and I'm based uh, near a little town called Battle in East Sussex. And tell us a bit more about your career as an event rider, sort of where, what stage are you at? What do you consider the highlights of your career so far? My highlights probably are probably winning the Young Rider European Gold uh, in Poland in 2015. And I would also say going clear around my, my first badminton was um, yeah, a very special moment. I don't know where I'd be in terms of my career. I'd probably would be honest in saying I'm a little bit sort of in limbo coming out of Young Riders, um, which is why the Windrush Question Foundation has been so ideal, sort of kind of helping me sort of bridge that gap a little bit, because, I mean, it's not uncommon for people to go sort of off the radar a little bit coming out of sort of Young Riders. You're suddenly, you're going from being quite a sort of big fish into a, from a, in a small pond to a, quite a small fish in a big pond. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just, I would say at the moment, I'm probably sort of building back up to um, to have sort of a real good shot at senior level. I've got a couple of nice young horses coming through that will hopefully um, allow me to sort of challenge at senior level in, in a few years to come. Yeah, definitely. I actually remember coming and speaking to you at home before that that first badminton where you, as you mentioned, went clear across country, a, a really great result. And interesting to hear about that sort of bridging the gap feature in the programme. Tell us how you first heard about Windrush and sort of came to, did you apply to be on the programme? How did, how did that come about? Yeah, well, um, funnily enough, I actually, I did apply the um, the first year it ran. Um, but funnily enough, when the, I think when the interviews or the applications were uh, the day, I was actually travelling down to Poe at the time. So um, <laughs> the timing was a bit unfortunate, but basically, um, I think it was Maria at the time said, um, sorry, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do this year, but make sure you apply for next year. So 
I'd I'd seen um, that Susie um, and Co from from the sort of uh, year before us had had a really good time, and I thought it was definitely something that would be would be beneficial for me. I had a, a couple of really good cycles uh, on the world class program, but as you know, there's always there's always things you can learn, um, and I definitely say that there are things that Windrush have covered um, that I didn't get sort of through the world class program. So. Um, I then reapplied um, in in 2019 and yeah and I've thoroughly enjoyed the last couple of years. Mm, and Will referencing Susie Berry there the Irish rider who was I think one of the the very first cohort on the uh, on the program. Now Will I'm going to ask you for a few of your takeaways things that you've learned from being on the program and um, what is a thing the biggest thing maybe that you'll be taking forward in your riding specifically from the program? Well I think um the biggest thing that I'll take away is is making sure that the the basics are sort of well and truly in place. I remember one of our first sort of group sessions that we had um, with Pippa. We honestly spent about two and a half, three hours just cantering over some poles. And to be honest with you, we made a complete horlicks of it. Um, and I think she was sort of worrying what she'd got into. But we sort of we really made sure that we got the base uh, the basics right in place uh, i know she mentioned earlier about sort of a quite a tricky sensitive young horse i've got and and she said this is a horse that you just you have to ride almost without a watch on you've got to give it as much time as you need and almost i feel we kind of went backwards to go forwards and and we did spend and actually got on her as she said but we spent almost sort of 45 minutes an hour just playing around in the walk before she was settled enough to then sort of take on to the the next level. So I think very much just having the basics in place and then hopefully things will slot into to place as you as you move on. Mm. And on the management side with your horses in terms of planning their programs, how you look after them, how you have the horses looking and feeling their best, is there something particular that you've learnt there, maybe changed in the management of your own horses? Um, a little bit, yes. I mean, it's just it's, it's having sort of that kind of expertise from from Pippa about how she runs her sort of setup um, and what works for her. Because obviously Pippa Pippa's involvement with the Billy Stud, we've been very fortunate to ride some of their horses, and actually it's been sort of quite useful to to ride and and sort of watch other horses go, not just eventing horses, but but jumping horses and and sort of learning a little bit about the sort of confirmation and and things like that and how it affects how they're ridden. Pippa very kindly gave us a a very good demo on on sort of how to uh, sort of long rein or sort of lunge a horse with with two reins, which was was particularly useful. I do a little bit of breeding, so I sort of do have to break in uh, a few horses myself. So that was what was particularly useful from my point of view. Mm, definitely. And on the other areas that Pippa mentioned, you know, being a professional in the horse world isn't just about riding. It's not just about looking after horses. There's a lot more to it than that. Is there something you can pick out on the business side or psychology or something sort of on the dismounted, almost away from horses side that you've really benefited from? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was actually, um, well, a couple of years ago, I was in the in the process of of building a website. So I've had a lot of help from from Sarah Armstrong, who's sort of our our business go to, uh, our business expert, um, and it, it was just really useful to have sort of another pair of eyes uh, look at that. It wasn't actually her that that built it, but we were sort of always in sort of constant communication um, as I was putting it together, and and she was just you know giving me little bits of advice that that sort of from a, from another person's point of view 
um, looked good or, or didn't look so good or what basically just sort of small recommendations on, on what she wouldn't uh, or would and, and wouldn't include. So yeah, just, just little things like that and sort of knowing that the support is there at the other end of the phone if you come into any problems of any sort. Mm, I'm looking at Will's website now that he's mentioned it as we speak, listeners, and it does look very swanky. So go and have a look at it. <laughs> and, and Will, finally, on the kit side, I believe that you're sort of continuing to ride in the champion gear now that you've graduated as such from the program. Is that right? That is, yeah. I was actually approached by champion uh, the year before I uh, started with Windrush. So I was sort of um, only for a year, but was riding with them or, or using their product for a year before but no it's definitely something that I will, will carry on doing for sure. And finally Will just tell us who is your top course currently and what are you aiming for in 2022? Uh, well funnily, funnily enough the, the the tricky chestnut um, she's a mare called Jalifia um, she will be uh, an eight-year-old next year and hopefully she'll be sort of uh, intermediate three-star level um, she will hopefully go to Houghton in the spring um, to do the three-star sort of long format there. Um, and then we'll sort of make a plan for the the autumn um, after there. But that's that's the plan with her. Mm, okay, we'll be looking out for Jalifia. Well, thank you, Will. Christina, let's get to know you a little bit. Introduce yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? I'm 25 and I'm from West Yorkshire, a little village called Breesfield, which is like between Leeds and Huddersfield. <laughs> nobody really knows where it is but it's just in the middle of nowhere but surrounded by fields and hills <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you say Yorkshire I think to eventing people we all just think Bramham are you near Bramham I'm about half an hour south of Bramham so not a million miles away okay great and tell us a few of your career highlights so far um I would say so far um producing so I was lucky enough to be given a horse when I did my junior uh, young riders Judy Bradwell she gave me Leamington Let's Dance so I was lucky enough to then source my own horses and have the time to produce them slowly so I would say you know producing my four-year-olds to four-star level and one of them is now ready to go five-star and and then one of them she ran she won Ballandenisk uh, the FBI out there and I would just say really producing my own horses has been a massive career highlight to me yes I've been lucky enough like to have the opportunity from Judy so I was able to compete you know in the juniors and the young riders with her horse and, and then she gave me Watella so I did have horses there but the rest I've produced myself. Mm, I remember at the end of the 2020 season actually you were one of the riders that I picked out to feature on our website in some of those features that we do over the festive break and it was your results with your young horses at the end of that season that, that caught my eye and led to us having that, that chat on the phone and doing that feature. So, Christina, you're one of the three riders at the start of your Windrush journey, alongside Emma Thomas and Harry Much. Tell us, first of all, about the selection process. How did that all work for you? Well, I had applied um, the previous year, but I missed the application, like the cut-off date. So I thought I'll keep an eye on it. And I'd spoken to Will, actually, and Connie about the programme, and they spoke so highly about it. I thought, well, it's definitely going to help me in my career now. So I obviously reapplied and was lucky enough to be shortlisted. And then we had the selection day at Pippa Funnels. And I had no, nothing to take but one of my five-year-olds. So I was a bit like, oh, no, it's not a very good horse, you know, to show me off on. But actually, it was almost a really good thing to take her because it actually educated my five-year-old the most. And Pippa wasn't bothered that she was so young. And 
you know did the course to suit her and then the other riders that were on older horses were able to jump a bit of a bigger level than me but actually I, I was so worried to take her that I had no need to worry about it really. Mm. And Christina there just mentioning Courtney Copestake, one of the riders who uh, I think was alongside Will in the programme who you said you had spoken to. Um, and Christina, what sort of education have you had in the programme so far? And I think it's a couple of months that you've been on it. Have you had some some time with Pippa, some other sessions? What's been going on for you in the programme? So in November, we had a three or four day stint down in Dorking, obviously where Pippa is based, and we had three days worth of classroom sessions. And then the last day we went to Pippa's and Pippa very kindly lent us some billy horses. So we have had a lesson with Pippa on her horse. And actually, I think that was really beneficial to not ride your own horse because it could really show you as a rider where you actually maybe have a little bad habit here or there or you know, it was really useful for Pippa to give us some advice on riding a horse that you completely do not know anything about. And the education sessions, the classroom sessions were so useful that it, it allowed it just other areas and avenues that as a rider, you kind of probably would just fall past and not have the opportunity to speak to people from like the legal side, the psychology side, you know, our own nutrition. Windrush is just allowing an us to be educated fully in that aspect and avenue and if you want further help with it we can access the people we need to access with to help ourselves. Mm, it's really interesting to hear that and looking forwards to this season 2022 what sort of goals are you targeting with your as you say team of, of younger horses and horses you've produced yourself what, what are the goals you're looking at and how do you think the program will be able to help you with those? Well my top horse is now um, CMS Google who I've had from a four-year-old and her goal is to go five-star this season whether it be badminton or burley we're not sure yet and then I have a couple of the younger ones that are all coming through they're all at different levels but my Duella horse you know she's eight this year and she'll be aiming for just to get established at three-star and be ready to go four-star when she's nine because I don't think she'll be ready when she's eight but you never know and I've got a very smart six-year-old La Grandessa that will aim for the six-year-old championships and lots of young ones that will just develop through the levels. But I think that Windrush will really help me, you know, achieve like these goals and, and keep producing the horses just by educating me in other avenues and also Pippa's help from the floor. And, you know, it'll be my first five star. So Pippa's knowledge on how to get the horses as fit as I can have them will be really vital to me to get around my first five star well. You know, we not many riders would have the opportunity to speak to such a professional and all Pippa's knowledge to help us. Um, and I just think that all the other avenues with my own nutrition, you know, and the psychology side of things, it'll, the Windrush is really going to help me open the doors that I'm knocking on. Mm, brilliant. Thank you, Christina. Maria Chiara, before we finish, if people want to know more about the Windrush Equestrian Foundation, where would they find out more information? So uh, you can find all the information uh, you need from our website, which is www.windrushfoundation.org.uk. And of course, on our social media platforms, uh, Facebook and Instagram.
yeah, I enjoy following those and seeing some of the riders, pictures of those talented young riders training and uh, finding out what they get up to in a very nosy way. <laughs> and if there was somebody listening to this podcast who would like to be apply to be on the program the next time it starts up, when is it likely that those applications would be open? When should they look out for that? So um, we usually open the applications a couple of months before the selection. So that would be around, so the applications would open June 2023 for the selections to be around between beginning and mid-September 2023. Brilliant. So people can uh, follow along on social media in a uh, fascinated and interesting yes. way, looking at those three <laughs> riders for this year and then get involved themselves in uh, sort of 18 months time. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Thank you, Maria Chiara. Pippa, coming back to you for a final word before we wrap up. You've obviously listened to a couple of the young riders there who you have with Will worked with for a couple of years and with Christina you're starting to work with. A final sort of reflection from you on the foundation and, and what's so valuable about it to these young riders. Well, I think, as I say, and as these guys explained, it's that complete all-round sort of opportunity to to speak to sort of various experts in their field. And I think, again, the other thing that's huge benefit is that it, it takes you out of your sort of, or takes them out of their home setup. And they can, you know, I love the sessions we do as a team, as a group, because to me, I have to hold up my hand and say it's not just me teaching and helping them it's amazing how by watching them and seeing and watching each other and that's one of the things that I absolutely insist with our group lessons that everyone's involved and watching each other so then you can see gosh you know when Pip says do that and she does it look how differently the horse goes so then it it then relates and then they can sort of see see the difference with, from the ground and then they can do the same themselves. Do you know what I mean? And and, and it is great to be able to 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 watch and learn. And um, from my point of view, I love working with them. I'm very sad that group have gone on. They form part of the academy. So the nice thing is we're keeping touch. And they've, as I said, hopefully formed great friendships and they know I'm always going to be accessible on the other end of a phone or if they want to continue to come for a hand. And then I really look forward to, to working with Christina and Harry and Emma. So, you know, really exciting. And, and let's face it, the sport, all sport, is all about future talented young riders or young sports people. That's, that's what's going to keep our sport going. You know, it's all about the youth and, and passing on as much knowledge as I've learnt. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed working with the last group and really look forward to the next group. Mm, that's good to hear. And really interesting, Pippa, the way you mentioned there, that sort of camaraderie among the riders, which I know you touched on earlier as well. I remember when I came down for that day at yours and I was sort of obviously sitting on the sidelines watching the riders ride and sometimes with some of the riders watching another one and being part of their chat and hearing them talking to each other and reflecting on their experiences and what they were seeing. It was so clear that that was also a really valuable part of the programme. Well, thank you so much to Pippa Funnel for fitting us in today. I know you always have a lot on and to Maria Chiara and of course the riders, Will Furlong, Christina Hall-Jackson for joining us on the podcast. We will look out for you in the 2022 season and the other current and past Windrush riders as well. Thank you for listening to this fifth episode of the Champion Safety Series, a horse and hand podcast advertising series. We have one more episode in the series coming up, so do look out for that in a couple of months time. Thank you.